You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. tried to record the podcast and then my roommate's band practiced again only they practiced long and hard this time yeah it was awesome now uh now there's a garbage truck outside is somebody is that ray the bouncer uh no bj and the bear just pulled up on my front lawn it is no wait uh hold up oh please be ray the bouncer no it's not ray the bouncer god damn it no, it's just the good old. Uh, no, I I think Ray the Bouncer does the morning shift. Yeah, he's got to be up at like six or something. He's always complaining about that. <laughs> like, oh man, they got me working to the bone, and then they got they. I guess they had him do uh, like a double shift. They had to do morning and night. So mm-hmm. you know. yeah. Anyway, uh, as you're all <laughs> really interested about Ray the Bouncer's uh, work schedule. Uh, okay, so do you know what yesterday was, Andrew? I do not. Yesterday was Catherine Kate Bush's birthday. No shit. Kate Bush's birthday. The one woman, the only woman I've ever loved. Kate Bush. You make her a cake? No, I did not. I uh, I did come home and listen to um, the song Oh England to My Lionheart. And, <laughs> and I cried. Well, I took all my clothes off and I laid down to listen to that song and I cried. You watched porn in a VHS camcorder. <laughs> well, they didn't watch Kate Bush porn in a VHS camcorder. It was amazing. Jesus. Oh, imagine a Kate Bush porno. That would be so fucking good. The leopard jumpsuit? Oh, no, she has, she has this one song called James and the Cold Gun. And it's from her all, her uh, tour of life performance at the Hammersmith Ballroom in London. And she's, does that, she just has like, costume changes for every song because it's kind of like a performance thing. And she gets into this black like, country and western jumpsuit, and it's so fucking hot. 
It's a shame you can't monetize your like your Kate Bush like librarian status. Librarian status. Yeah, you're like if anyone was going to be a Kate Bush librarian, like somebody like an archivist. <laughs> That's you, Andrew. I know, and it's sad. I wish I could monetize a lot of my interests. Unfortunately, uh, it's just not just not in the cards for me, bro. Uh, I don't think I can. Uh, the only thing I'm really truly good at is when people call me at my desk and. Ask me if it's okay to file an a-, a loan application. <laughs> like personally, like, do you think this is all right to get a yeah, loan? Yeah, no, I have to actually go into their application and say, "Looks good, go for it." And then, wow. they, then they submit it electronically. That's what I've. That's what I do for the uh, for the past three weeks. That's what I've done for the state in great state of New York. I'm uh, I'm a big wheel in the machine. You got that promotion? Nope. Yeah. God damn it. I know. I don't know if I'm getting jerked around or dragged along or what. And I turned down a better job because uh, the sweet stability of a state job is just, after being fucking shit broke for my whole life, the sweet stability of a state job is just just right in my grasp. Right there. (laughs) It sounds so sad to say. Because I also, there's also still that part of me that wants to travel the country with strange women. I got an offer from a girl I barely know and I've never met, who has tattoos and is ten years younger than me. It's the familiar theme. Yeah, I can already see which way the wind's blowing on this. Can't wait. <laughs> and she wants me to drop everything and travel with her. Where? I don't know. We just want to travel. She heard episode 10 and said, this dude seems like he's got it together. Yeah, this He's going to be a great companion on the road in Kansas <laughs> at fucking 6 a.m. when neither of us have slept. Yeah. That sounds good. This dude's a fucking mark. I'll fuck him, <laughs> I'll fuck him once and he'll become obsessed with me. It'll be great. Take that sweet state worker salary. Yeah, goodbye, sweet state worker salary. I'm, you know, I mean, in 10 years, I could be making over 25 grand a year. So Shut up. <laughs> I don't. I know. I'm just kidding. No, I'll, I'll, I'll be making some. I mean, making. I mean, right now I'm making okay paper, but uh, I would like to make more paper, so I can put Andrew on a retainer and he can just lay in a hammock in my backyard. Yeah, I really need that right now. I already need another vacation. Did you set the the truck on fire in downtown New York today? No, but that actually was right. Like literally, like outside the place I used to work up until <laughs> like a, a month or so ago. So yeah. I really I missed the show there. Wow, good job. Do you think it was Sean Goody in his delivery job trying to kill you? No, no, I don't. Uh, I don't think Sean Doody is allowed to drive anymore. I think his privileges were revoked after he <laughs> Sean Doody was driving the band slash his job van and saw a cop behind him. Not like a cop pulling him over; just a cop just happened to be the lane behind him. And he got so unnerved that he drove up onto a traffic island and, like, smashed the shit out of, like, the side of the van. The whole thing got dented in. And the cop just drives past. I'm like, what is wrong with this asshole? <laughs> I love it. And I think Sean Diddy was barred from uh, from driving the van ever since. That's a shame. I wonder how good he is. I, I, I don't really talk to him that much. Last time I talked to him, he threw shade at me, man. What's his fucking problem? I don't know. He's just like, well, yeah. Well, I think he listens to the podcast religiously, and mm-hmm. he and he knows that we use his fucking jive as filler. Like we just he didn't listen to it until uh, thrashhits.com had uh, had mentioned it. Really? He's like, oh, maybe I should listen to this. Does he really do? That? I don't. Know. I'm just a making British, this up off the top of my head. A British music magazine says it's okay to listen to, <laughs> so of course. Oh. Well, uh, I have an announcement to make. 
I'm all ears. I was just in Birmingham, Alabama for yeah, what a the fuck? long weekend. I took a vacation, man. All right, all right. That's Some people sh- go to, you know, Costa Rica. Some people Some go to... Some people go to... Aruba. You know, Aruba, for some example. People, some people go to Aruba. Some people go to Jamaica and hang out with Wyclef. Not me. I went to Birmingham, Alabama. I met some cool folks. I had some fun. I ate so much And you food. didn't send me my falafel. Fucking, you know, uh, uh, well, I didn't. Andrew. No, there's just no way around that one. I just never got falafel. I, no, it's it's on its way. Maybe it was in that FedEx truck that burned No, it's up. possible. <laughs> I, uh, no, man, I, uh, uh, that's a shame. That's true. I really should have done that. But, hey, uh, I was too busy eating the shit out of Al's. Uh, Al's Deli and Grill, my favorite. God bless um, that place. So good. Not only that, but the friend of mine who I was staying with, uh, she went back two days later and they gave her a free Al's t-shirt to give to me because I was, wow. I was so, I was sung their praises so hard and I told them that I traveled all this way to come to my most favorite restaurant on the planet. And they were like, oh, wait, we have to talk to the owner and he'd maybe give, give you a shirt. That's my really bad, like, Pakistani accent. Yeah, it was weird. Do you maybe have to go? Yeah, it's like, uh, I can't even do it. Okay, I sound like a robot. Um, maybe, uh, you know, rah, rah, rah. Um, I had a lot of caffeine, and I just came back from the gym. You got to bear with me, man. This is exciting. I'm, a, I'm good. I'm drinking 14 year old scotch and like just relaxing right oh, now. So you got to carry this one. Wow, 14 year old scotch, Andrew boy. You know what? Are you a millionaire, dude? I'm a millionaire. Oh I, uh, I'm, I'm wearing a shirt that's white, and I'm drinking scotch from uh, a few years ago. <laughs> wow, you should. Uh, yeah, and you've got a big screen TV, man. Yeah, I have a pretty big screen TV that keeps dropping signal, and I keep panicking and having to go and turn it off and turn it back on, hoping that it doesn't stop the recording somehow. Oh, that would suck. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Um, so that's what I did, and then I also went to Nashville. Uh, I went to Al's again. I had, I ate a real burger for the first time. No shit. <laughs> Sorry, vegan warriors out there. I ate a hamburger. Sorry, guys. Did you go to Horse Cave, Kentucky in the way back? No, I didn't. No, it wasn't even close. Um, uh, no, I drove by the gigantic rocket outside of Huntsville. That All right, that's cool. cool. That was cool. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I did not, however, drive by the Sieg Heiling Indian. Which I it? love the Sieg Heiling. Oh, my God, I love the Sieg Heiling Right outside Indian. of Buffalo, driving west toward Erie, or east, depending on where you are, uh, you will see the... <laughs> 50... <laughs> Fucking fifty foot statue of a fucking Indian, Sieg Heiling, and we would always drive by and, oh, so and get really, really uh, uh, questionable. We would get uh, problematic whenever it would drive by. The best would... part is it's racist layer on top of secondary racist yeah. layer. So it's like the jokes are just bottomless. It's tremendous. It's perfect, absolutely perfect. Just like life, Andrew. Absolutely perfect. Everything mm. is great. The strong purveyors of racial humor, self-defense family. Yes, we were. We used to listen to skinhead music. We were fucking racist. Yes, we were fucking. <laughs> we every time we would leave the van on, on, we would leave the van unattended. Man, we always thought a black guy was gonna break into it. We were fucking racist. <laughs> we were like, oh, here we go. You know, we were fucking racist. We used to listen to um, Brutal Attack. Remember that? Uh uh-uh. uh. See, you know, you've, got, you've got your gender neutral Zerse and shit now, man, but what the fuck? We used to be fucking racist. What was. 
Damn it. <laughs> Damn no, there it. was... Was it Skullhead? The, the... Skullhead. Yeah. Because yeah. that shit was actually good. That was the hard part. Was it just was... like, man, this is actually like a pretty okay like '90s rock record. We're driving across Montana, listening to like the the uh, fucking what were we listening? Oh, the uh, Screwdriver doc, uh, uh, discography. Dude, we listened to every song on all of our iPods across Montana. It's still that we still were like replaying shit. I know, and I mean, a disclaimer, I guess, guys uh, and girls out there who were. 20 and 22 and, and get offended by everything um, we we may be problematic in your eyes but at the same time uh, are we really racists no Do, we're just fans of we're just fans of good music man like good racist music <laughs> <laughs> you know and which is, which is sad because now we're gonna have to end the podcast uh, we, be, we began the podcast with a Kate Bush song we have to end the podcast podcast with a screwdriver song just to keep it keep it even for everybody. Uh, all right, I'll start digging through the archives and see what I can find. Yeah, right. You've got that shit on on fucking right there at your fingertips, man. I've got a, a special button I press underneath my my coffee table Police. where uh, just starts to play it. Police line was racist as shit. <laughs> Police line, looking back, police line probably, if you read into it, super racist. Like, unintentionally, probably the most we racist. We should probably go back and analyze all of the old end of year material for racist undertones. I think we should. I remember we were talking about this a few days ago, but I think we should do a musical embarrassment <laughs> yes. uh, episode. Next week will be the musical embarrassment episode where we play uh, police line songs. Yeah, pick pick the point where you were at your low. Pick the point where you were the closest to flying off into the abyss of like absolute corniness. The point where there was like no return. Burning you know. any any burning bridges uh, song. Exactly. Uh, like on the same way with police line. We'll go through that. We'll pull in five records that really got our gears working at that point. <laughs> we'll pull in some burning bridges. I'll find some police line. I'll oh. probably like rip it from vinyl or something. Oh yeah. And uh, or oh, maybe Chris Lawrence Chris can Lawrence. Uh, can put the master tapes up. You know, uh, yeah, tragedy's playing next week, man. Maybe I can get, maybe I can get the masters from Chris Lawrence at the tragedy show. Sounds like a plan. All I need is for those masters to come back into my life. Really good. Yeah. No oh, God. dude, the police line masters. I know they've been sitting in my father's basement for ten years. <laughs> like, go, go get them. You know, no. go break in. I don't even care. Kick the window and take anything you want. Yeah. Just take the masters and get them out of my house. I'm sorry, dude. You seem to feel really. Uh, Really strongly about those masters, man. I actually didn't open the boxes. I'm wondering the basement is really not in good shape. I'm wondering if they're just full of mold and absolutely unusual, which would be pretty wild ass. I think I think Chris Lawrence is a pretty resourceful dude. I think he'll find a way. All right. Oh man. So I don't okay. Know. So but musical regrets. So it'll be like uh, kind of like a MST3K thing where yeah, we're talking more or less. over the music. Because <laughs> I remember. I mean, I didn't write a lot of the lyrics. Uh, that was left up to. Um, this guy Scott, who used oh, to yeah. sing for the band Tripface, and uh, then ended up playing bass for Burning Bridges while I sang. Uh, and he wrote a lot of the lyrics. I wrote some of the lyrics. We wrote. Oh my God! I'm just thinking about it now. I was at the time. I was a complete. I was like the William Bendix, or not even uh. William Bendix, or, or the fucking the guy who played Superman, George Reeves. I was like the George Reeves of hardcore. Isn't it Christopher Reeve? No, no, that's George uh, Reeves. George Reeves was the original Superman. Is that right? No yeah, shit. Yeah, from like the, the 50s and 60s. He was also considered one of the best character actors of all time. Wow. And, live and learn. Yeah. And um, I love that song. You got to live and learn. Joe Public from the 90s. Remember that? In the, in the height of the New Jack Swing movement. 
Joe Public wrote a song. George Reeves, look at yeah. him. He's looking real, uh, real fit in that you, Superman costume. You even looked it up. That's good. Fact check me always, because I'm a, I I have been known to be a jerk off. That's Ray. Oh yeah, that's Ray. Actually, it is. Oh, it was Ray. It was Ray. That's so good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he saw me looking out the window and beeped to me. <laughs> all right, so that's Ray's second appearance on the podcast. Yeah, Ray just beeped. I hope you you all heard that because that was pretty awesome. <laughs> anyway, I was the George Reeves of hardcore for a little while in that I was such a good character actor. I was at the time listening to nothing. It was exactly it was like Nirvana, the Nirvana tape part two, where in my private life I was listening to like Promise Ring and Neil Perry and like all that fucking frail, all that good old emo shit. And but when it came time to like turn on the the Hans from Burning Bridges character, I had to listen to like One Life Crew and Hatebreed mm-hmm. and shit like that. And that was cute for about a year. And then it got really. I mean, we can talk about it. Like, uh, like this is kind of like a build up to next week, where I could talk about the our bands in that. Like, it was maybe like the most hollow experience. It was like it was like meaningless sex, but not even that good. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like I am going through all these emotions, and I'm, it's so hard because I was really really fat back then, and it was really hard for me to sing, and I had to get really out of breath, and it was. We'd go on these, like, inane tours. He'd be like, well, we're going on tour, but all the dates fell through except for this one. <laughs> except for, like, except for like Detroit. So let's drive all the way to Detroit and play, and then we'll drive back. This is going to be the one that's going to do it for us. Yeah, it was going to be ma- major fucking hardcore label presence at this particular show in, like, northern Michigan. <laughs> where we had to drive across Canada. And, uh, you know, I mean, here we go. Let's go. Let's drive out there and do, and do our thing in front of, like... But it was cool because we played... I think we played, like, Romeo, Michigan, I think. No, we didn't play Romeo. That was end of year. We played Romeo, we yeah. We played Romeo. That was awesome. But we played, like, right, way north Michigan with Burning Bridges. And we like, went through two rental cars to get there. And... Uh, oh, yeah. And we, it was, like, the fucking worst. And we played in front of, like, kids who thought we were, like, Mudvayne. <laughs> they were all like like the big Osiris sneakers and shit, all fucking tricked out. You could tell that there was like one rural mall that had a hot topic, and everybody bought their gear from there. And uh, it was awful. And that's when I realized, because I was also painting houses at the time, going nowhere with my life, man. You know. And then I realized all at once, I should ascend to greater, greater things than this. That was a no, wild ass call. epiphany. A wild. Everybody has that wild ass. You had that wild ass epiphany at Sound and Fury. I had that wild yeah. ass epiphany. <laughs> people love that though. People talked to me, and it was in Alabama. People were uh, really talking to me about the podcast. So a big shout out to people in Birmingham who. Oh, I, God bless. I was under the impression that half of Birmingham listens to the podcast because everybody's uh-huh. asking me questions about it. It was really cool. Really cool. Birmingham um, always really comes through. I think I'm going to retire there. You know what? It's really nice, and they they do have a really uh, rich section, so you'd you'd really fit in there. Oh yeah, because I my millions. Yeah, you're a million. Andrew's a millionaire. He's Andrew's got that long money. You know, he's got that money. He's got he's, he works for fun. He, if <laughs> if his if his job right now gets too stressful, he can just walk right out the, the door. Yeah, I had a real scream today. It was wild. What out. happened? Tell me about tell me about your bad day at work. Yeah, I didn't have a bad day. Everything's okay. I just I work for fun. It's all right. 
<laughs> you work for fun. You work for love. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, just like the ministry song, "Work for Love." Ooh, uh, work for love. It's been a minute. Shit. Oh yeah, you know it. I'm gonna rip that from vinyl too. <laughs> Such a good. Let's talk about that for a minute. I, I don't know if we've ever talked about that before, but um, Ministry only released one good album, and it was called With Sympathy. And um, well, uh, it was totally dickless and flaccid and. Amazing. Uh, amazing. <laughs> so good. I mean, and it's weird that uh, Al Jurgensen has spent his entire career sort of overcompensating for that album, <laughs> which is um, amusing. Do you remember there was a point, I think it was before I was in the band, where you and Eric and, I don't know, maybe a few other people finished practice and came up to Valentine's when I was doing sound for some, like, shitty mosh metal. So it wasn't even, like, mosh metal. It was, like, straight up, like, hick metal. Uh, and gave me a CD of that and, like, play this between the bands, trust me. <laughs> and I put it on and everyone got really upset. Like, guys with neck tattoos were, like, climbing my booth trying to get me to turn it off. And you guys <laughs> just sitting in the corner and just fucking <laughs> hamming it up. The best. All good times. Valentine's, sadly, has um, uh, fallen not hard times, but it is going to eventually have to close. I don't know if you heard that or not. I did. Valentine's, and it's so weird because I'm at like a cross purpose where my, the office where I work is responsible for the funding of that part of that project. Oh wow! So in in essence, what you're telling me is that you killed Albany Hardcore, Andrew. I Albany killed, killed you, and then you <laughs> turned around and you killed Albany. Andrew, I killed Albany Hardcore. Uh, sorry in advance, guys. No, actually. <laughs> Sorry in advance, um, but the, the 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 platitudes were really nice, actually, and Valentine's is by far one of my favorite bars, but some people were like, thank God there's still bogeys, dude. <laughs> like, every, every town, I don't care where the fuck you are, I don't care if you're listening in Lesotho, every town has the one cool bar, and they have the one fucking metal club that hosts mm-hmm. hardcore shows, and usually they're right across the street from each other. Bogies is like the metal club that handles all the HC shows, bro, and you better fucking believe it. And like a nine band bill of oh all these like God. mid middling fucking Midwest hardcore bands showing up, and uh, it is a fucking scene, bro. <laughs> and then Valentine's is like a cool place where you can just hang out and have a can of beer and maybe not even pay attention to the music going on, and it's cool. But uh, I'm not. My office is responsible, but I am not at all responsible for it <laughs> i am uh, i uh it's just uh it is what it is i guess but it's gonna take a while and it was but it was just really weird when i see all the stuff come like across like in meetings and it comes up in meetings and everything and i'm like oh yeah valentine's Ugh. like i see the, the i see like the drawings for like oh yeah so this is the area that's going to get completely dist- dismantled and it's like Val- you see a picture of me on google maps like fucking like <laughs> brushing off the fucking roof oh yeah exactly you know it's <laughs> just like jesus but you know bigger and better things maybe uh, maybe they'll move on who knows I'm hoping everyone turned this off after the revelation that you killed Albany Hardcore uh, yeah. came to light, and that's it. So none of this actually reaches any of the ears of the people who are coming right now to your house to fight you. Yeah, well, guys, somebody had to kill it. You know, it's that's like very true. It's like a really sick dog, you know, and you're kind of like, ugh. Just got to put her down, man. You know, Cody's been going strong since, like, the early 90s. And uh, at one point, he was had a, full, had a lot of energy, and uh, he was really fun to be around. 
And then, you know, the years went on, and uh, all of a sudden, Cody, the hardcore dog, uh, became really fucking old and boring mm-hmm. as shit. And that he, lump on his face isn't getting any smaller. No, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to take him on that long drive to the vet's office. <laughs> Let's take hardcore on the long drive to the vet's office. This isn't the way to the park. This isn't the way to the park. Hey, wait a minute. I've only been here once before. Ah, oh, man. Do you want to uh, you want to jump into these questions? We got a lot of them coming in since we, yesterday when we we, did, uh, we misfired. We did get a lot of questions, and uh, misfiring is just part of my life, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, well, okay, we can jump in anytime, anytime you want. Um, uh, here's they got some fucking interesting questions this time around. Um, not really. Uh, thoughts on the Black Flag slash Flag reunion tours that are happening? I think reunions are usually weak as shit anyway. Let alone watching grown-ass men acting like children over their brand. Is there something I'm missing here? No. No. (laughs) No, like, not at all, no. Like, what you have here is a group of, um, you know, guys who are really not fit to do their drywall jobs anymore. (laughs) And yeah. are doing this one last gasp trying to make that money that they can hopefully maybe coast through retirement before lung uh, cancer sets in. Fucking reunion fever has gripped yeah. music like you would not believe. Um, I'm waiting for that end of a year reunion money to come in, man. People are going to pay us $1,000 to get back together all original lineup. It's going to be fucking great. Anyway, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Thousand bucks a piece. I'd do it for a thousand bucks a piece. Um, no, who cares? Don't. Who cares? Black. It's twenty thirteen. Black flag. Who cares? You know. You, and and when they played here, there was like thirty people. I don't know. Who cares? Nobody cares anymore. No one gives. Yeah, a there shit. was there was a very short line around the block uh, from me at the place no, they played. Uh, no one cares. Black flag or flag. It's like whoa, man. It's like whoa. These old dudes are still doing it. Here we go. Which brand do I identify with? Look, I. Uh, if I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see a band that was around in the '80s and is still fucking doing, it, I'm gonna see like the Gap Band play the fucking New York State Fair or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like somebody with actual soul, not fucking old ass Greg Ginn fucking dust his dick off to play for fucking thirty people across the country. Who gives a shit? You know when we did, uh, I forget what fest. Oh, it was Crazy Fest in Louisville a couple of years ago. We played uh, the same day as Seven Seconds. Woo! That must have been awesome. Eh. It actually wasn't that bad. As far as, like, reunion shows have gone, it was actually pretty okay. But my favorite part was all these reunion shows, they love to fucking retcon shit and fucking go back and change history and whatnot. Yeah. Seven seconds, they're, you know, in between songs, they're just talking, and Kevin's like, this is uh, this is a song off of our album, uh, what was it, Soul Force, whatever, fucking Soul Force Endeavor, whatever that fucking record was. <laughs> Soul Force Revolution. Thank you, Soul Force Revolution. And all these kids start clapping and booing. It's like, where the fuck were you when we needed you? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he said something we recognized. That was the, the only time reunion show was ever good to me. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Where the fuck were you guys? You know, I'm. Uh, um, I did a reunion show before it was cool, man. Burning Bridges got back together. You were there. Oh, yeah, you did the sound. Right. It was great. I I did one song. It was really good, and everyone left while I was on, which was perfect. I wasn't. God, I almost forgot about that. I wasn't the classic lineup singer. I was the fill-in singer. 
Uh, yeah, so I, I'm really getting I'm really getting stoked for this musical regret. Yeah, this um, is gonna be awful. It's gonna be really good. No, it's gonna be really good, Andrew. Why? Why the negativity, bro? Fucking get get over, man. <laughs> get over, bro. Um, uh, someone asked when we lo- when did you guys lose your virginity? When? Uh, well, when we've, like what year? Yeah, I guess what year? Someone really wants to know. Burning question. Two two thousand nine, Andrew. Two thousand nine. All right, I'll I'll go with two thousand nine too. All right, yeah, we both lost our virginity to each other in two thousand nine. Really weird. Andrew and I had um, neglected to fuck anybody for years and years until we were both men in our thirties, and we had a conversation, uh, much like this one, much like this one on an overnight drive, and the topic turned to sex. And I was like, Andrew, have you ever been fucked before by a woman or a man? And he's like, oh, no, 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 never. No. And I was like, hmm. I don't think we're supposed to be talking about this. Yeah. But I mean, thankfully, yeah, but everybody was asleep. And I'm, you know, you and I have always had sort of a, because we play guitar on either side of the stage, we've always had kind of like a telepathic sort of like sense of what we're thinking, because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you have to act on the fly when you're playing. And, and, um, well, you know, we kind of knew what we were thinking. And so we decided to um, go to a Flying J truck stop. <laughs> and uh, you remember, right? And we tried to use the, tried to go to the bathroom together, but it was locked inexplicably. I think they were either cleaning it or something. So we went into the Subway sandwich shop that was attached, and they had a small... I almost forgot about this. Yeah, I know. And they had a smaller bathroom that was there. So we, we you know, we roughed it for the first time. We, uh... Um, we we went to the bathroom in the subway and locked the door and thankfully the lock worked <laughs> and uh, and Andrew um, I, we were both kind of nervous because this is the first time that we any either of us had had any um, touch you know like anybody either of us had been touched so we were like you know we know how it felt to jerk off because none of us had been laid before and we're in our thirties so of course we jerked off a lot but. Uh, to have you touch my cock for the first time, it was like, I could have went right then and there, you know? It was so, like, it was like, it was like, a, it, was like a, it was like going downhill skiing. It was like, <laughs> it was like an adrenaline rush, uh, an adrenaline crush, really. I mean, um, and uh, then uh, Andrew and I blew each other, and then we fucked each other on over the uh, sink in the subway bathroom. It was full of lettuce, which is really weird. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was full of it was full of lettuce and and lunch meat, which was, <laughs> and um, I uh, you know to to cut the awkwardness, I shot my my huge I shot a huge load uh, onto the food, and we both shared a good laugh over yeah, that. It was, it was a scream. It was like, no one <laughs> in the van knew what happened. And then you know people are knocking on the door, right? And and we open the door, and there's that fucking Eric Booster trying to use the fucking bathroom, and we're like, hey dude, hey, oh yeah, why are you so sweaty? Ah, I'm always sweaty, dude. Fucking get off my ass, man. And then, you know, we, uh, we fucking... And everything was really weird after that. And I think he knew what was up, but... Yeah, so... To his credit, he never mentioned it. No, he never mentioned it at all. I think <laughs> I think he might have told people outside of the band, but I don't think anybody knew uh, up until now. I mean, if any anybody's listening, that's... Uh, outside of Peoria, Illinois. That's where we... Andrew and I lost our virginity. And have you had sex since then? No. No, I haven't either. Yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm cool. I'm, I can hang out for another few years. 
Andrew, uh, we'll be. I will be coming to New York in a couple of weeks. Would we'll you set something uh, up? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking, kind of looking for a place to stay. And this rec- rec- recalling this conversation has gotten me sort of reminiscent. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I'll I'll buy the lettuce tomorrow. We'll be all set. You fucking assholes! Who would ask a question like that? I got laid when I was 15, motherfucker. And Andrew, yeah. when did you get laid? Uh, I was even earlier. I was like 14, Ooh. like maybe like strong end of 13. It was like a long <laughs> ass time ago. Wow, man! And it was like an older woman, right? No, it wasn't. Did you? Wow, damn, boy! I feel I feel like weird late late latent guilt, like late late stage latent guilt about sleeping with a 21 year old when I was 15. Really, that seems dope. It was cool. It was great. You know, the fucking. The what am I saying? That seems dope. Like that sounded dope. What? It was very. I got the full story. It sounded dope. It was dope. She had a had a really nice bush, and it was. She was on dope. It was. It was on dope. It was perfect. Uh, okay, so that. Uh, uh, thank you for that boring question. Um, you got one, Andrew. Yeah. Have either of you ever shit on someone as a sex act or otherwise? Or otherwise. Um, Aside from the time in the subway bathroom in Peoria, Illinois, <laughs> uh, that was the only time. Um, yeah, that was that was a time. Yeah, I uh, I think you know there's been times where women have uh, tried to put a finger in my my rear end. <laughs> to sound fly to sound like a dad for a minute. Yeah, that one time there, uh, someone tried to put a finger in my rear end. There it was it was pretty good. Uh, no, um, then I'm I'm sure there was some uh, some detritus. Uh, occurring during that um, to give the podcast a, a, a particularly gross. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. No problem. Have you eaten dinner yet, Andrew? No, um, I haven't. Actually. All right, great. And now I'm not going to. Uh, I've had a woman ask me to piss on her, and also asked to piss on me. I, all right. I I obliged her both times. Getting pissed on sucks. Yeah, it doesn't seem fun. <laughs> Holy fuck, that was so dumb, and I felt like I was on like. HBO fucking what's the name real sex you know <laughs> like everyone's watched everyone's in at their folks house and they're like oh shit real sex is on maybe I can jerk off <laughs> you know seriously though I even, I'd love to see yeah the percentage of how many people watching that show are at folks house like if you could get that data I did that as early as, as late as last year I'm like this, this is pretty good <laughs> you know because like I like because I like kind of like uh, poorly shot amateur stuff and that's definitely poorly shot and uh, it was like an adult magazine, and, and it was in, in like desperate, desperately in reruns, and it was cool. You know, I had a, I had a cuff, man. Sometimes I still sleep over my folks' house, whatever. Are they still trying to stick to the numbers, or are they just did they abandon the like the numbers on them? Because it used to be Real Sex One and Two. Yeah, I think three, I, I think it's uh, well now they have like Real Sex up all night, and it's a yeah, I kind of figured it's they have Real Sex like uh, Europe and things like that. Um, none of it is really real sex, and they just interview people on the street in New York. They're like, they're like, do you require a, a man you sleep with to have a big penis? And then women are like, ha ha ha, you know, like it's like five moms out on the town. They're like. <laughs> well, don't tell my husband that because he doesn't have a big one at all. Blah blah blah. This sounds really good. It's awesome. Actually, awesome. You'll <laughs> you'll be men will be super hard and women will get super wet with hard nipples. Watching real sex HBO. Real sex forty four. <laughs> you like the technical terms? I came real wet with hot with hot nipples or well done. <laughs> hot nipples. Way to keep it clinical. Holy fuck. Um, let's see what let's see what the virginity story has gotten me into, man. Yeah. Um, well, here's one. 
Okay. Here's an okay Cupid question for you. Ooh. What's the protocol for asking on a for asking on a second date? How soon is too soon? And here are the cats fighting behind me. Okay. Well, um, funny you ask that, Andrew. I have just literally right before this podcast started. Uh, well, today this recording started. I started a fake female okay Cupid as a so- sociological experiment. I'm sure they're all started as sociological experiments. No, it's a fake one. Oh, yeah. In 15 minutes, I've received five messages and 18 visitors. I just want to apologize to all women. (laughs) That's a fucking scene. I want to apologize to all women. As a man, I get one message a month. (laughs) As uh, As a female... Uh, who I put up as as comparable. I, I try to put up as comparable a profile as I can using some of the same question, the, the same uh, uh, profile answers that I used on my on my personal one. Uh, I just basically switched the picture, switched the sex. Um, five messages. I haven't even opened them yet. <laughs> it's funny that you ask about OkCupid. Uh, well, I get one from uh, a person named Jumps138 that asked me... Jumps. Some, uh, she asked me... He asked me, were you born on a chicken farm because you sure know how to raise cocks? And a minute later, he wrote back, I know I'm pretty fucking charming. Thank you. Uh, Jumps138, what are you doing? Dude, also, uh, some dude wrote, hi... Um, hey, I like what you do on Friday nights, but I like it even more that it's Wednesday. What's up? Hmm. Um, <laughs> hey, how are you doing? My name is Redacted, and I would like to chat with you so that we can get to know each other better. It seems like we have a lot of the same things in common, and we may actually... Cl- this is a cut and paste. I'm That's, so... That I'm, dude's the killer. That dude is the one oh that kills God. this woman. Look, okay, I've just... This is this has been an experiment for ten minutes. Look, I'm really sorry that I cut and pasted all those fucking messages to girls. I'm really sorry that I lurked to you. I'm going to fucking delete my OkCupid. Okay I was going to say, you're really... This is a learning Holy experience shit. for you right here. Uh, any question to OkCupid, okay uh, I'm going to say, hey, guess what? Um... Uh, uh, just delete it. It's not worth it. The dream is dead. Can you just please? <laughs> the dream is really dead. Um, oh my god in heaven. This is so weird. Uh, no, thankfully, nobody I know yet, but there's time. Please, uh, Justin uh, Kiss. Please, <laughs> Justin Kiss. Please, I'm dying for uh, Justin Kiss to write you. I don't, uh, I don't think he gets on there. Uh, I don't think he gets on there very much at all anymore. I think he's uh, he's slowing down. All right, Justin. Because me and Justin Kiss drove out to pick his car up yesterday. That's uh, that was a good time for us. Um, you know, just telling jokes, laughing, a couple bros. Um, fucking hell, okay, Cupid. People just, I keep refreshing, and there's like three more messages. Like, what the oh, fuck? Man. Look, girls out there, we need, we need to. Uh, I don't even know. Um, this is really weird. This is really weird. This is what you put up with. Like a, a remotely attractive woman gets ten messages an hour. This is—I guess you have to assume that life is kind of like that. Yeah, I guess. More I guess or less, it's, you know? I guess it's a cross section of life. Uh, I do really love my fake OK Cupid, though. I do really do. <laughs> right now, I really do because I love nothing. I love sociological train wrecks more than anything, and I've gotten so many great messages. Especially the guy who says I sure know how to raise cocks. That is that is a fucking really good. Just, it's not even, it's not, it wasn't even said in, in, in jest. 
Holy hell. Jumps 138, man. He's the way to do. He's the way of the future right now. So I guess the way to... I guess the, I guess the way to secure a second date is to not talk to her on OkCupid at all. And to get her real number and forget you ever met on OkCupid. Probably a good move. And establish a real-life, real interpersonal relationship with this person that um, does not exist on the internet. And you can, and uh, guaranteed, uh, and that might be too intense for everybody because that's the way people are now. In 2013, it's like, oh, he's so intense. He like texted me once, or he texted me too soon, or he didn't text me enough. I just, I need to kind of just, I need to relax a little bit. Yeah, man. It's like, look, it's just, I am always going to be the dude who wants to have human contact you know and if you don't like human contact and if you don't like people talking to you then why are you why are you around why you make yourself available if you're not all the way available that's what i want to know because like look like if somebody you 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 encourage somebody to talk to you and then it's like oh he talks to me too much but i don't really (laughs) talk to you too much you know like i know i've been the dude who talks way too much and no, I'm not, but people are still like, whoa, it's like really intense. Like, you want to hang out so soon? What's the rush? It's like, look, man. We may die tomorrow. Yeah, I'm fucking. I'm getting gray hair. I'm not going to be this pretty forever. God damn it. All right. <clears throat> well, you really, uh, you really just brought this whole thing to a new place. I, I, I'm not really. I suck. <laughs> Here's a good one. More punk house stories. I need to know how Geppetto has been doing. <laughs> Geppetto? Well, you see, there's been some drama in the punk house, because, uh, well, um, Geppetto hasn't been taking the garbage out, and when he does, he doesn't separate any of the recycles. Fucking dickhead. Yeah, and it's been kind of an issue. There's a... See, over the, the beginning of the summer, everybody had, like, a Sunday where they weren't doing anything, so they started a compost pile in the backyard. Geppetto wasn't into it, so Geppetto refuses to compost. Uh, doesn't understand why. Uh, obviously, I mean, like, uh, what a what a moron who wouldn't understand that. Uh, it seems and, uh, like Geppetto's starting to understand that owning a house that 15 people live in is not a good way to live. No, plus he's got, plus the bike shop... Um, people were getting mad at him because he let, like, uh, like a family, uh, like, come in to, like, put bikes together, and it was kind of like, oh, you're letting, like, like, the, the normal, like, yuppie crowd in now, and, like, (laughs) it's, like, totally fucked up. This place is by punks for punks. Bike punks. Bike punks for punks. Oh, God, I I have to sit down. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, I could tell. I just got dizzy. That's so sad. Oh. I, I could also say riots, not diets, Andrew. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> do you remember that riots, not diets? <clears throat> I do. Oh, so many. Everybody had their fucking awful cookbook that they brought to Kinkos and fucking oh. Xerox copied of. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's really good. You should try my boiled fucking broccoli. It's amazing. It's so good. Oh, dude, we're making pierogies. <clears throat> oh. It's gonna be amazing. We're making pierogies with sour cream on it. Vegan sour cream, of course. I remember there was one of those cookbooks where they uh, they had the the star recipe was uh, cauliflower. It was uh, like fried cauliflower, <laughs> except it wasn't even fried. It was straight up just burned cauliflower. This they told you to put it in a pot and <laughs> cover it, and it's like when it's starting to get black, you know, it's getting good. No, that means you are burning it. That's what it's happening. You are burning the cauliflower. That's not a recipe. 
That's you going and doing something else when yeah. there's food on the stove. It's not the same thing. You can't just do anything on the stove and make it a recipe. It's not how it works. You know, like, oh, throw flour on the fire. It's really good. Oh, my God. It's like, what? put the cauliflower in the pot and listen to side one of the frail discography. Then go back in the kitchen, and if that shit's burnt up, you know it's good. Oh, just, just throw some salt on it. It'll be good. I think one of the most telling things Sean Duty ever said, I think it was Sean Duty, it was one of those people, was when we were talking about a uh, a roommate who swore up and down she was the best cook, she was so good, everything she good because she used spices, and everything. she says, yo, salt is not a spice, you know, it's just salt, that's all it is, you have salty water with potatoes in it, it's not a soup. It's salt. And there is always the punk roommate who's like, I am the best cook. You cook You cook at a bar, motherfucker. <laughs> you cook at a bar. Shut the fuck oh, up. I hate punk kitchen people. Oh, it's the worst. It's Holy so fuck. Bad. You're not fucking Gordon Ramsay. You cook no, at a you cook at a punk bar. Dude, Shut I the make fuck the up. I make the best food. You're using canned spaghetti sauce. What are you talking about? You what? make you the know best how to turn food. a fry, you know how to turn a fucking fryer later on. Congrats. Oh man, you're dead. It's the best, it's the best. <laughs> okay, I got my PBR glazed chicken coming. Vegan chicken coming up. Vegan chicken. Come on, motherfucker. I think this dude just got some punk house stories inadvertently. I, yeah, uh, it's really. Everyone's had that second. that roommate. You know, the one who's kind of like on the Stevie Nicks tip, and she's got that fucking recipe. She's got the spice rack. She carries, she carries from town to town. She's like, eh, I lived in Virginia for a little while, and like I've been really hoarding spices ever since then. And, and uh, you know, and she's got all the spices, and there's like there's like like, like bottles with no labels on them with weird <laughs> spices. Oh, I got this spice when I was in when I. I was in Rome, man. Greasy was... fingerprints in the bottle. It's not like you can even mm. clean them off. They're inside. Really good. Ah, uh, oh, I don't... And, uh, like, can you ever trust that homemade hummus? No, no! No! You can't trust any of this woman's food, ever. You will always find some shit in it. Yeah. Like, what... What is this? This is an entire stem of parsley that you just threw in here. Why did yeah. you do this? Did you did you wash the the the, the, the pot? There's like a piece of fucking burnt macaroni in here. What yeah, the fuck is going? <laughs> this is all. These are all stories that happen. By the way, yeah, man, I'm I'm circling the drain right now. It's just uh, really swooping up the crypt. There's always that smell too when you come into the punk house, and there's a smell that like kind of. Stuff has been burning on the fucking burner, and then you uh. turned it on. You turn on any burner on the punk stove, and smoke, white smoke, immediately <laughs> begins to rise on the electric burner because people have left their fucking shit on there forever. And it's like, there's one roommate who's like, really, oh, everybody's in the car, let's cook, man, it's gonna be fucking busy. Whoa. And it's like, oh, God, it's a Cascadian Farms fucking green beans that are like <laughs> a fucking, like a brick of ice. They've been in the freezer for so long, and they're just in a pot, and it fucking smells bad. It's like thawing frozen vegetables in a pot with no water in it is the worst smell ever. <laughs> this is so funny. It's like you, like, I'm having flashbacks to cooking for Food Not Bombs. Yes, exactly. I'm watching this kid sitting, sitting on my couch in the living room with a cutting board on his lap. Cutting potatoes on my couch. Asshole, that was my couch. <laughs> no, it was my couch. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so, God. No, I kept all the food not bombs messed in the kitchen when we yeah, cooked no. at your place. No, that was good. And then, boom, you're like, ooh, I'm going to, you know, there's a fucking, 
you know, I don't know, someone's watching a crass tape or some shit, and you got the people are cooking on the, like the coffee table that everybody's piled fucking cigarette ashes and beer, and somebody's ashing into a beer on the stove next to the food and shit like that. Ooh. Ooh. This is why I didn't make a good crust punk because I can't. I can't no, with these things. I can't tolerate I that kind of thing. I'm glad that I see. I could have went the the crust punk route very easily, but I lived, uh, I lived in that house with um, with uh, Liz there, mm-hmm. and the one that you cooked in. And I just knew firsthand that like smoking a lot of cigarettes and being like maybe showering once a week is not my not my route. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not just, my route. Uh, so I became a hardcore dude instead, which is maybe just as bad. I mean, if you ever lived in like a hardcore house, that's it's, yeah, like it's pretty rough. That's like no one cooks; everyone just cooks hot pockets and hangs out in their room, and like walks around in just mesh shorts, and it's just as bad. It's oh, fucking sure fat dude shirtless in mesh shorts, like <laughs> uh, like chilling on hey. like, like sweaty back on the couch, chilling on his phone, fucking PlayStation paused with fucking hot hot pockets, like. <laughs> Hot pockets on the coffee table. Fuck it. Yo. Yo, what's up? Yo. Yo, are you going to that show tonight? I don't know. Yo, that's like the boring hardcore house. Like, it's exactly the fucking same thing. <laughs> At least a punk the house. littlest detail that really knocks it home, but PlayStation paused. Really <laughs> just fucking slammed it out of the park. So there. Of course. Was... Xbox paused. Fucking lights off. For, worn out first step poster. I always go back to that one. Worn out first uh. step poster. Fucking hardcore posters in like inadvertent places, like on the front door and shit. Like, fucking come on. Jesus fucking Christ. I used to have this one girl. She wasn't even a, a, a like a punk girl at all. She was the girlfriend of my bassist, who uh, my bassist was a or you know is I guess I haven't talked to him in a bunch of years. Uh, really well-meaning dude who uh, met her in like a trailer park or something. You know she was just like very dumb. I I would actually say we could put her in front of a doctor and he would come back and be like, this girl's mentally challenged. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, she was actually, like, there was a point where she would, where she would, she did, me and Sean Duty are sitting in the living room watching TV and we're, you know, fucking playing PlayStation. And she walked out of her room wearing a long t-shirt with no pants on, like two-year-old style. <laughs> uh, and walked trying to walk towards the front door to look out the front window for what reason I can't imagine she had no friends or like you know there was no reason for her to mm. and instead walked into the door like walked face first into a closed door and was like ow holy shit and looked out the window and then just like waddled back into her room it's very very stupid like to the point where I like I feel bad talking about her she's like actually like just not with it special uh, but she used to do she very special but uh, her big culinary claim to fame was to make a package of ramen noodles, throw the seasoning in, and then take dinty more uh, clam chowder and pour that into it oh as well. Oh my and god. eat it out of the pot. That has to smell so bad. Like a corpse. Oh my fucking god. So bad. Oh my god. Oh, oh my. I just, I just remembered I lived on fucking Park Avenue and we lived with a girl whose dog would lick the scum out of the toilet. Ugh. God damn it. And God like, damn and she, it. And to the point where she put up an illustrated pen and ink cartoon of how we should keep the not only the seat down, but the lid down so that, um, you know, so fucking little Sparky there doesn't lick the scum and pub- and gross hairs and fucking schmegma and whatever the fuck else is on the punk toilet off the <laughs> punk toilet. 
No, but in, that was cool until some, one of my roommates passive-aggressively pissed all over the cartoon and made the ink run. Oh, it's cute. So then you have like half a cartoon and then it's just running ink and... She, but the house meeting was really hostile at that point. The next day, she put a fucking orange post-it note that says, you guys are assholes. <laughs> Which is true. Which is, <laughs> she's just stating facts. <laughs> and, she's like, and she's like, I consider... And it was great because... There were like she considered all of us fucking suspect because we, uh, you know, we could piss up. We could piss, you know. And the girls who I lived with weren't suspect, even though you could put it on the floor and piss on it. Yeah, yeah. So, did you ever find out the culprit? No, I mean I wish it was oh, me. Oh, interesting, interesting. <laughs> no, it was good. And the, but the best part was there's people who lived on the back porch, and we would. T- why wouldn't there be? <laughs> why wouldn't there be? Why wouldn't there be seven people living there? And uh, I was taking a shower, and while I was taking a shower, I could look, and there's a window inexplicably in like where the shower is and you could open up the curtain and look into the back uh on the back window and i could you could always time it because if this dude would have someone fucking take a greyhound from boston to come fuck him right <laughs> and i was like oh i'm gonna take a shower and i would look and you just like angle it right and you could look where the two like there was like a sliding windows and there but there was like maybe like a two inch gap and I could look in and see him fucking this girl. And it was great. God bless. And believe me, I caught a wank in the shower watching my friend <laughs> fuck somebody. It was great. Best. Is this the first time you're uh, you're airing this? Is somebody who's going to listen to me like, oh, that's weird. I couldn't care less. Line, oh, God bless. Li- right. Line up and, and do your biz. You know what I mean? Go kiss a dog. Okay, line up and kiss a dog, motherfucker. Kiss a dog. Here's a uh, tie-in one. Please tell me Andrew actually owned a studded denim vest. <laughs> Come clean. I did not. Come clean, asshole. I did not, but I didn't because this was pre-punk vest. When I was a uh, a crusty punk kid, the, like the denim punk vest was in its infancy or not really like a thing yet, or was it a lull? I don't know. Take your pick because maybe there was there was probably some before it in like the late '80s or some shit. I don't know. Uh, I did have a uh, a really sick leather jacket. And then when I uh, when I went vegan, I don't even remember what I wore for a jacket. What the fuck did I wear? Andrew, what did I even have? Andrew, I remember this. You wore uh, a army. It was like a cut off green army jacket with some sort of patch on the back. But you also wore that PJ top a lot. Remember that PJ top you always used to wear? Was that like was a- that was later on. I do remember, like yeah, the waffle knit. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what the fuck I wore in the winter when I didn't have my leather jacket. I can't remember what I would have had. No, you had like a just a regular fabric jacket. I remember that because I remember the time I saw you with that that uh, RC Cola Compassion Revolution shirt. Oh, shit. Yeah, you had your jacket open. You had like a regular jacket. You were always, you know, even though you were like a crusty punk, you were always a pretty pretty snappy dresser even back then. Also a tremendous jerk off. Yeah, you were a big jerk off back then. But well, I was too. I I I listened to Descendants and like got hung up on one girl for like two years. So I mean, like, oh yeah, I can't wait for next week. <laughs> it's gotta be really good. Oh yeah, we have to put the Descendants in there because that was. Oh, yeah. I consider that I consider that a, my my love of the Descendants. I consider that a deep musical failure. I don't care <laughs> what you fucking say. I don't care. That's another one of those records. Not good to have if you're like mentally susceptible. Like it's just not good. No, Jesus, it's just not good music. Like you want as well. I would rather listen to Puddle of Mud than the Descendants. Straight up, <laughs> let the bodies hit the floor. Is that Paul Mud? Let the bodies hit the floor. No, that's uh, that's drowning pool. It's drowning pool. Oh, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. 
Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a really fucking good song. I actually, when I was in uh, Birmingham, I listened to a lot of POD. Ah, I feel so alive for the very first time. Really good. Is POD the one that ripped off? There's a song oh, that straight up rips off uh, Firewoman by uh, by the Cult. No, I thought you were going to talk about how fucking. Papa Roach ripped off Harvest, bro. No, no, no. It's it, fuck. I don't. I don't think it's POD, but somebody. There's a song that's just Firewoman by the Cult, but like played backwards. It's ridiculous. Oh, that was uh, Disturbed. Disturbed had Disturbed. Um, is that yeah, right? Disturbed had a song Jesus. that was just Firewoman backwards, which is great. Uh, Here's one. Yeah. Also, the day. I, oh, there was a, a question before this. We'll get to. The day I listen to episode 30 happens to be the day I'm selling my record collection. Hey. Thanks for affirming my life choice. Fucking a. There you go. It's just a it's just a bunch of tracks of wax, man. Sell that shit and take a vacation. Oh, look at this. Back to back, somebody else. I had a moment a couple months ago at a show similar to what Andrew was talking about having at Sound and Fury on the podcast. Ever since I've been slowly disassociating myself from hardcore, all I listen to is New Order and Led Zeppelin now. Should I sell all my hardcore vinyl and use the money to take a vacation or some shit? Yes. Yeah. It will no doubt just collect dust. Um it was it just uh, 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 you know I'm uh, it just sell it but sell it for for what it's worth I guess don't yep. bring it to some fucking record store yeah now I, take the time to do it right I fucking I sold all kinds of shit for like ten bucks it was like really bad um, yeah because you know what you're gonna realize there's a time I mean still listen to records if you want to but listen to good records mm-hmm. I mean that's and totally you can like, have all the hardcore MP3s on one fucking iPod that I guarantee yeah. is just gonna sit in your sock drawer exactly like I, I sound like a fucking twat right now but honestly it's like or a snob but it's I sound like both all the time but it's like hey you know pretend to care about hardcore but don't let it clutter up your life you know what mm-hmm. I mean don't wear the sh- don't wear the fucking oh, just, uh, just sell the records sell them yeah sell them don't get anchored yeah but but definitely take a vacation or, or buy you should do that anyway they always take a, everyone take a vacation it's really I took nice. I just took a vacation it was fucking awesome I, it's like a hit reset on my life I feel great I don't I ain't no one gonna break my stride just like that mm. song man we have a bunch of songs to choose from for the last song, for the song to the, yeah, out, I know. the outro. Really, uh, <laughs> Remember that? One. Oh man, it's uh, Andrew uh, Andrew Gold. I think ain't nobody gonna break my stride. Well, you know what? Uh, it was best because last week I said Johnny come home instead of Sunny oh, came God, home, people and we got like out. six messages about it. And you know what? I'm gonna misquote every fucking song now because you care so much. <laughs> you care so much. I love Johnny came home. By Sean, Sean Culver, the best song. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny came home. Oh, um, this is a good one. This I laughed out loud during when I got. Okay. Uh, I've been going through my memories about Valentine's and Band Olympics popped into my brain. Uh, as, as I said, Band Olympics was when uh, everyone got together and chose names out of a hat and had thirty days, I think, or maybe ten days or something was, to form a band, write songs. Yeah, and play it was a show. it was a good idea. I guess. it was funny. My friend Matto put together this fucking. He was like a real motivated dude, and he put together mm-hmm. this thing called Band Olympics, where all the local band members get together in one room. I think we met at your theater. And yep. everyone like puts the name in a hat, and you got to pick it out, and then you have a band, right? Unlike my, I always got put with the worst fucking people ever. It I did too. Worst. I think one year I just bailed. I'm like, I got to work. Sorry. Mm. I did the same thing. Uh, yeah, continue. This is a good. This is a good question. <laughs> 
Um, Andrew, can you talk a little bit about your experience in the shitty Beatles? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the shitty Beatles. I don't know which band the, that was. But believe the best band to ever come out of that was the band called the Proletariat, which was Sean Duty and this dude Dave Podred, your old roommate. And they were fucking great. <laughs> was that Proletariat? I thought it was... I, I'll have to ask Sean Duty. I think there was something else, but I remember the one you mean. Sean Duty definitely remembers, even though it was eight years ago. Oh, yeah. Definitely remembers. Um, oh, yeah. So, memory. One of the first shows I ever played in Albany was at Valentine's, an amazing plaid, and Andrew did sound that night. Uh-huh. I remember this because I was sent over to you to ask about band order. Why? I don't know. Terrible idea. And you said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I felt stupid, but never bugged a sound person again after that. Sounds sounds proper. That's from our friend Heather. I that's actually a fantastic overview of what it's like to yeah. be in a band when I'm doing sound for you. Hey, what's the band order, dude? Uh, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't care if you play at all, motherfucker. Yeah, I, it's, I several times. I don't give a shit if you load up right now. Go ahead. Uh, I re- I vividly remember uh, threatening all of aficionado with a Louisville Slugger. Yeah, uh, yeah. at one point. Um, Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like they were doing something wrong. It was just to head them off from doing anything wrong. Yeah. Man, like, <laughs> and they took you seriously, too. They got scared. Oh, yeah. They got real scared. The best scared. part is apparently they all started to infight about who I was mad at. I know. It was re- Andrew's They're mad like, now. Well, why don't you just not play fucking, uh, uh, like, Hot for Teacher when his head is next to your amp? Oh, yeah. fucking hell. Very, very They funny. used to do that all the fucking time. Constantly. Oh, yeah. Play Hot for Teacher, dude. That's cool. It's good. People like people like that when when you're when you're watching a band warm up and you're like judging them on their gear and how they look before you've even heard them, and then someone rips in the hot for teacher. That's mm-hmm. the fucking best. They're like okay, food band. So, okay, Whew. food band. Um, uh, ba 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 You paid money to go to Birmingham? Yes, I did. Yeah. What's this? What's this guy fucking getting all upset you about? Birmingham's lot. a wonderful place. How about this? Well, meet me in Birmingham and you can line up and suck my dick. Or call a f- you know what call a fucking cop. That's what you should do. You know what though? Before we knew about Al's, before we had that great place to stay with Kevy Kev, before like Birmingham was really like super nice eh, to us. That's true. <laughs> the first time we got there was 2006. Yep. Uh, we had earlier that day we had a flat on the highway in Louisiana. Yeah. And I got a like a nasty sunburn. For some reason, I thought it was all right to get out of the van in Louisiana in a heat wave wearing a wife beater. It was really smart. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, got a real bad fucking uh, farmer tan or farmer burn. And I went looking for it, like it's a place to get aloe or something. And all I could find open on that Friday night was a kidney dialysis place, a Popeyes chicken, and then a funeral home. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this place fucking sucks balls. That was, that but was the, I was wrong. That was the area around Cave Nine, which is now like nice. Is that right? Nice. Cave Nine no longer exists, but that's probably why it's nice. Ah, um, let's see here. Hmm. I just moved to a new city with a modest music scene, and a lot of people my age. I moved to the city alone, and I don't really know anyone here. I'm done with school for the first time in 24 years. I need to relearn how to make friends. Tips on putting myself out there and meeting strangers? Why don't you go on OkCupid to meet strangers? There you go. Pretend to be a woman. Pretend to be a woman on OkCupid. Speaking of, I need to check my messages. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got a couple more. Why don't you play music? Like, start a band. Like, put up a stupid ad for a stupid band and meet some stupid people and play music, and then you're good. You do that. Uh, You could just go to a bar and talk to people. You could Mm -hmm. um, go to the record store if they have one. Hang out. Um, you know what? Everybody only interacts either on the internet or when they're drunk at some fucking bar now. So I suggest do do both. 
Yeah. You know, honestly, because that's the only way people interact these days. At least get drunk Albany. at a web cafe. <laughs> yes, go to an inter- go to an internet cafe where they have coffee and somebody playing the acoustic guitar. Uh, go to you know what? Go to Geppettos if they have a Geppettos there. Go to Geppettos and you can hang out and make friends with all the bike punks. It would be yeah, perfect. It's dope. You can ride a repurposed fucking uh, tandem bike with a trailer on the back. <laughs> and um, you can uh, you can ride like forty miles to get the sickest vegan burrito ever, dude. And uh, you know, fill your fill your thermos with uh, you know coffee and fucking almond milk and uh, and you know whatever. Listen to dirt. You know, uh, die at forty from cirrhosis. <laughs> I've got your whole life padded out. Yeah, you're you're good up until retirement at this point. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. You can. Uh, yeah, get a job as a janitor at the community college. You really, you're gonna do it. I wonder what town you live in, though. You should write back and, uh, and tell true. us what town you live in. I, do you, if you're sensing a negative tone from me, um, it's only because I messed my shoulder up at the gym today and I hurt. It's like a, you know, I, it's I mu- hurt. I I hurt. It's much like suffocating. Remember that song, that new metal song? Just no, like, man, you've been listening to a lot of new metal. I, man. I really have. Full disclosure, I listen to new metal when I work out, which has been a lot lately. <laughs> so bad. You know what though? I every time I run, I listen to Hatebreed, and that's close <laughs> that's enough. That's exactly it. It's so good. I'm no, it's the time. Like, all right. Yeah, it's just bask in the absurdity of now is the time for me to rise. <laughs> okay, dude. Yeah, you're five six and from Connecticut, so take that for what it is. Um. Okay, what else, man? What else do we got here, buddy? Oh, so the other question that uh, he had before the episode 30 thing. Prediction for the next L.A. NFL team, the Dolphins. Miami isn't going to fund a new stadium for the Dolphins after the Marlins debacle, and we all know NFL teams won't pay to build their own. Yeah, it's possible. Sleeper team, the Buccaneers. Tell you why. The owners of the Buccaneers also own the Manchester United Football Club. They have a unique relationship with Los Angeles uh, via David Beckham, um, they they're fund co-funding a stadium out there. Not the owners, but the people who are involved with the stadium. They're co-funding. They're basically private investors. They're co-funding a stadium out there, and it'll be one of the only privately funded NFL stadiums. Um, like I talked about last week, is a build it and they will come scenario. Um, and the Tampa Bay organization is not particularly good. Then that's not a big risk. And also, uh, they have actually they have a really hard time filling their stadium. And they're I uh, see it's a terrible idea, but that's like I can't think of any other team. These all seem like terrible ideas. Like when you break it down, like none of these seem like a. Gr- but th- at the same time, the Raiders didn't seem like a great idea at the moment, and it sort of worked for a few years. So, they should just. Know. They. I mean, they should fuck Oakland. They should move the Raiders back to L.A. That's what I say. I mean, it would be so easy, you know. It'd be, Isn't that dude dead? What's his name? The fucking uh, the owner of the Raiders, Al Davis. Got the real bad teeth, yeah. <laughs> Al Davis, just win, baby. Yeah, he's dead. They, yeah, so you can move him back. No one's gonna complain. Well, the, it was moving them back to L.A. was Al Davis's idea to begin. Oh, was it? Oh, I thought he was absolutely staunchly opposed. <laughs> now he just went tried to go where the money was. Um, they should just make a new NFL team, the L.A. Lasers. There you go. Okay, the LA Lasers have a supplemental draft, and then you have like a weird, odd number of teams, and you have the LA Snuffs. <laughs> yeah, the LA Snuffs, the Hollywood Knights. Oh, there you go. K N I G H T S. Um, 
Hey, just wanted to say episode 30 was fucking great. One of the best so far. Keep it up, guys. Well, we've definitely, uh, we definitely have big shoes to fill, which we are not filling with episode 31. So No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, what are we, I'm on lunch at my shitty retail job. I forgot to bring food. Should I jerk off on the employee bathroom instead? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've done that a couple times. Have you ever jerked off at work, Andrew? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which job? I was thinking if I had it this job, but no. Um, I think every job before this one, probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I definitely have. Not this job. Of course not this job. But, um, yeah, I worked at, I used to do a lot when I was a board, when I worked at Borders. I used to get the sex position books. I assume everybody masturbates in that bathroom at Borders. Oh, you want, yeah, God, yeah. Oof. Um, I saw a local newscaster uh, doing like a porky pig with no pants on in there Whoa. once. Yeah. Uh, local newscaster Ken Screven. Remember Ken Screven? Ken Screven. Man, Ken Screven's into some fucking wild shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, he wasn't jerking off, but he had removed his green sweatpants to take a big shit, which is, I guess, cool, whatever. But when I walked in, he looked like Porky Pig with no pants on and just the, just the fucking bottoms on. No bottoms, just the top on. He used to live next door to me. I would always see him getting dropped off by, like, the shitty fucking News Channel 6 or whatever. Yeah. I think he died recently. Rest in peace. Ken. No way. Yeah, wow. I think so. I just found out that Roy Scheider... He wasn't the healthiest guy. I just found out that Roy fucking Roy Scheider I died. I felt so fucking bad having to break the news to you, like, almost ten years later that Roy Scheider died. I felt like I was really hurting you. Well, Andrew, Andrew and I were talking about Roy Scheider over text, as we're wont to do. And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, and I'm like, you're like, you know, that, that he's not doing anything where he is now. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like on top of a police building and a cool blue helicopter. And you're like, and then I'm like, he's dead, isn't he? And you're like, he's yep. dead. Yeah, man. He died like a long minute ago. <laughs> yeah. I had a Wikipedia that one. He's dead. It sucks. That's a big loss for, for the screen, uh, the stage. Um, Rest in peace, I don't think Ken Scriven's dead, man. I'm looking. I'm fact checking you right now. I think he's just retired. Oh, thank God. I think Ken Scriven's alive and well. Okay, good. Well, all you Ken Scriven fans out there, don't worry. He's still alive. Ed Degg's still alive too. We're getting real regional Dang, on this. Yeah. I know. Yeah. All right, well, you guys can follow along. On <laughs> well, Google. I Ken mean, Ken Scriven lives on State Street in Albany, unless he's moved in the past decade. Uh, so you can find him there. Um, and Ed Degg, I don't know where Ed Degg lives. Well, my in well, pain, I think. My interest in newscasters started when I was about 15. Uh, our local news channel in Glens Falls, TV8, used to have um, this uh, this show called Look at Eight, right? Where yeah, I know right? this guy named Bill Raffle, who now works in Buffalo, was the it was like a live call-in show, <laughs> uh, which was fucking great for like 15-year-old metalheads, right? So we're watching it. It used to come on Friday nights. It was like, you know, uh, Week in Review, Look at Eight, you know, like the, 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 like the Glens Falls view, you know. And then they'd have, he'd take questions about local politics and shit. And uh, I have on a VHS tape somewhere, which I have to find and put on YouTube. He's like, oh, welcome, uh, you know, caller, you're on Look at Eight. What can we do? You know, and I'm like, hey, Bill, is this Bill Raffle? And they're like, yeah, Bill Raffle here with, uh, I'm here with Andy Gregorio and a couple other people. And, and he's like, because um, they're like all the local news people. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, Bill, uh, uh, it looks like you have a boner. <laughs> 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 right, so infantile. But, you know, I would do the same fucking thing today if they had a live call-in show. Hey, Bill, looks like you have a boner. In that exact voice, because I was like a 15-year-old shithead and my voice was still changing. Oh, God. Looks like you, looks like you have a boner. <laughs> 
Oh, it's classic. Fuck, it was awesome. And then he would like scramble to 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 like turn the phone off. He'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it must be Friday night." Uh, no one working the board there at uh, Watch Eight. <laughs> <And then> my, <laughs> this was before. <laughs> this was before cell phones. So I'd have to call back, and he'd be like, <laughs> "Well, they'd have the ringer on, so he'd be like talking, and then all of a sudden the ringer would be like." Like really loud ringer, oh, God. <laughs> and I'd, I'd pick up, and he'd be like, uh, "Look at eight, call her, what can I?" And I'd be like, "Ah!" And I'd yell on the phone. <laughs> so good, man, so good. And then they finally had a producer answer the next time. He'd be like, "He's gonna stop calling. We're gonna call the cops." Yeah, it's call the second time I've to sit down in this episode. Yes. <laughs> Yes. yes, you're going to call the cops, and they're going to come to my house, and they're going to put me in jail for 30 years for pranking the the Look 8 show. Fucking get off your <laughs> get off your high horse, fucking dickless. Jesus. All right, well, I think uh, I think what we've done all the damage we can do for uh, for a <laughs> night is call this shit. Yeah, we're, do, we're doing, uh, we're playing it loose and close this time around. You know what I mean. Um, All right, well, this has been 31. Am I back on track with the numbers? 31. No, I, was really, I was fucking up for a minute. 31. Right, 31. Uh, next week's, uh, you know, there's some surprises in store. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some shit going on. Uh, you know, we got some ups. We got some downs. Maybe uh, Sean Duty is going to come in for a live podcast. Who we got to see. He might be dead. I haven't talked to him in a minute. How's, the, uh, how's everything going with the new Self-Defense Family album, Andrew? Uh, it is slowly killing me. It's like having a tumor in my chest that's just uh, <laughs> stealing all my nutrients. Perfect. Uh, I have torn the mix down twice and started over. Jesus. Like, twice now I've made a mix and torn it down, then made a mix and torn it down, and now I'm on, uh, on the third one. But, uh, we, uh, we just had a divorce, and, uh, Benny moved out of New York, and I took all my studio stuff back, so I have a bunch of studio shit in the, uh, the office here. Just, and I think, uh, I think I'm gonna have a good mix with all this stuff now. You just had a divorce. It was an hour. Yeah, it was, a, you know, splitting up stuff time. He, uh, he's moving very far away. Where's he moved to? He is moving to San Diego by way of some other shit that I don't know if he wants me to talk about <laughs> between now and then. So I guess use your imaginations. Whatever you come up with will definitely be more interesting. Um, and then, yeah, and then he'll be in San Diego, and I don't know when we will play shows or practice again. Hey, if you need a guitarist, I'm uh, right here. I got your number right here. <laughs> if you need a guitarist, I'm right here, man. I, I, can, uh, I can learn those songs in a GIF. Cool. Yep. So we'll we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, good luck. Um, uh, I, uh, having seen you uh, work diligently on the "You Are Beneath Me" mix, I have full confidence that it will. Yeah, you saw me almost break down once or twice doing that. I think. Yeah, I I left. Um, I uh, I left a couple times, and I was up there. I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna come and hang out in the studio. And the air was so thick with tension from you. Like, I think my breathing was like at one point, and you're like, you just gave me that look like I just need to be alone because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like fucking, I'm like fucking around with the like the Korg keyboard and shit. And you're like, yo, I'm, you like, gotta stop. I'm like, you gotta stop it. <laughs> it's like, but me fucking around the keyboard. Made that that produced some tr- fantastic results. That produced that good shit. That shit. There's some songs with keyboard you can hear on there, and some see- songs with keyboard you can't hear on there. Um, really? In the new? I'll actually, yeah. There, no, on the uh, on your beneath me. There's oh, yeah. some uh, some hidden keyboards. That's there's true. even I'll leave it up to the listeners to find it. There's a hidden mandolin track somewhere yeah. on your beneath me. 
better listen to that shit. You better dust it off. Mm-hmm. Go on the record. Look on the record shelf before you sell all your records. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, thank you. That was the, that was the most like fucking drive time like fifth hour. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I can't be here anymore. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just want to end up with. Um, I have got a couple messages. I've got two messages from my female OK Cupid that simultaneously said, "Hey, sexy, comma, how are you?" Two completely different people writing me the same message. What'd you say back? Nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. LOL. <laughs> You, I really like your sunglasses and the way that you smile. Um, because you could meet up maybe at Ruby Tuesdays and have a drink. Oh, my stomach just turned. That's, is that, is that an offensive impression of a woman? What I just did. Oh, it was more the Ruby Tuesdays. That is, that is, sounds, that sounds awesome sauce. We should go out and have an awesome sauce time. I was told apparently I missed an era where, uh, where Albany punkers just started to hang out at bars in the mall. Dude. Which was the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it still happens, man. Uh, now it's uh, all the punks hang out in, like, one bar. And that's just the way it goes, man. That's just the way it is. You know, just like Bruce Hornsby. That's just the way it is. Anyway. I'm go lay down. Anyway. I'm gonna go lay down in a dark room and uh, I- I'd take that fucking eternal sunshine pill. Andrew, would it be safe to say that you're going to go lay down in a cold cave? Yes, I no no question. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Perfect. Um, All right. Well, hey, guy. Uh, it's been uh, nice talking to you. It's been nice pressing the flesh mm-hmm. talking to you. We've hit on a lot of different subjects. We've probably made a couple people angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, as always, if we make you angry, if you hear something that you don't like, call a fucking cop. I, uh, yeah. Cool. 32. Um, I I haven't asked this for a while, but if you are new to this, if you came to this from thrashhits.com or you just threw, uh, through the internet so you found your way here, do us a kindness. Leave a review on iTunes. Yep. Uh, you can get us there. Stitcher Radio has us too. I have to be perfectly honest with you. I have not logged into Stitcher Radio one time <laughs> to check our shit. Even if I logged in, I don't know what I would find. And the reason I haven't done it is because Stitcher has this thing where you can't just go to Stitcher and log in. You have to go to, like, Stitcher Partners slash 44 slash 1 and then put in some, you know, some bullshit. I don't know. Who the fuck has time for that? Who That's, has time that is vi- that? Come that, on. that is violently annoying. <laughs> yeah, so forget it. Just leave a review on iTunes. Uh, listen on Stitcher. I'm sure it's current, maybe. Who cares? Um, and, yeah, tell your weird friend. Tell people. I... I cannot stress telling your weird friend enough. Tell people. It's uh, very helpful to us. <laughs> tell people. Tell people up. Tell people down. If you like it, uh, suggest us. If you hate it, if you think we're thirsty, fucking old, grizzled, hardcore dudes of nothing say of any interest, tell people even more. That's a better mm-hmm. reason to tell people. <laughs> no question. If you're a cop and you're hauling somebody in, tell that guy as you're fingerprinting him. If you uh, live in a punk house... Uh, play this for everyone who you uh, dislike. Uh, play, <laughs> play this for the um, art school dropout who draws comics in stinky ink on your fucking coffee coffee table mm. up, up all hours of the night, drinking fucking fireball fucking whiskey and being really loud. And you just mm. wish you could move out, but unfortunately, you work at Auto Parts Plus and you only make seventeen dollars a day. <laughs> and and it's just cool not, life. it's just not working out for you. 
All right, fuck. Man, we really had a depressing-ass episode, man. We opened some crypt doors in this one. But the thing is, I I think you and I are both feeling the, at our tip-top. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I'm done. That's it. I'm locking uh, off. <laughs> Bear, Bear Mattress album coming out uh, before I die. I don't know if I can know. I haven't worked on it in two weeks. I don't know when it's going to come out. Ah, you're turning into me with this shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. I mean, uh, my dream for this album is to play a couple shows, put out an EP, and break up. Like fucking Nate Wilson Gloom Records style. Just fucking put, <laughs> put out a 7-inch and break up. Um, so I don't know. Uh, whatever. If, you know, one day you wake up and there it'll be for free. Download. Um, uh, photographs to craigslist.tumblr.com. Um, critically acclaimed. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. We'll be back next week with 32. Uh, tell your weird friend. And let's cue the music. What song will it be? Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.